from the heart of Dubai, where tomorrow is being built today to the world. Welcome to the CTO Show with Mehmet. Here, we redefine technology and reimagine possibilities. With Mehmet, delve into the riveting realms of AI, cybersecurity, and digital technology. Experience the thrilling highs and lows of startups. Immerse yourself in the spirit of entrepreneurship and witness the future of business innovation being written in real time. Now, without further ado, let's tune in and explore the future. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the CTO Show with Mehmet. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me joining from Vancouver, Canada, Ali Ali. Thank you very much for being on the show. The way I like to do it is I keep it to my guests to introduce themselves. So the floor is yours. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Matt. Thank you for inviting me uh, to be on your show. I've had the opportunity to listen to a few of the prior episodes. So I'm very excited to be here and to uh, chat with you. Um, uh, so I'm from Vancouver, Canada. Uh, I'm a marketer by trade. Um, uh, I've been in marketing for, I would say, uh, 10, 10 years at this point. Um, when ChatGPT came out, I became obsessed with uh, AI. And um, like many people, I've just tested and tested and tested um, uh, to a point where uh, I came to uh, a discovery on how to, how to leverage it in a meaningful way and then building a product uh, and products around that. Um, uh, and, and yeah, that's, yeah uh, that's, that's the brief description. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. Um, but it's an interesting, I mean, move from marketing to, to you know, kind of something related to tech. So... Let me ask you, what excited you about ChatGPT the most? Yeah, I would say the uh, thing that excited me the most about ChatGPT um, was the unlimited opportunities and uh, the potential, right? Like uh, like you mentioned, it's it's very unique for somebody who is in the trade of marketing to start going into the AI space and start to build product. Um, and um, I think with a tool like with ChatGPT, um, a marketer can now code significantly easier uh, allowing them to 10, 20, 30, a hundred X their, uh, uh, potential, um, by automating, um, uh, and by creating products that just amplify their work. Um, so yeah, I would say the exciting thing about it was just the, the amplification opportunities that an individual can have. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Like this is, I've seen this, you know, happened a lot in the past, I would say now being like almost nine, 10 months since ChatGPT is out yeah. in the wild and a lot of tools out there. So Ali, I understood that you specify in what is called prompt engineering, right? So um, myself, I've been using it. I cannot say day one, maybe it, it was like four days until you know, I figured out <laughs> you know, that it was out of the wild. I knew about OpenAI. I always wanted to understand the, the API. I didn't have time you know, to explore, but I was seeing, you know, people, you know, creating apps based on the API, but then they get it out to the wild and here we go. And we started to hear about prompt engineering. So I want you to explain, maybe we didn't do much here um, about, you know, the art of prompt engineering and what are like some of the advanced techniques? Yeah, great question. Um, so let's start with the art, like, um, what is prompt engineering um, in the first place? It's really just talking to a computer. Uh, it's talking to a machine. Um, and with tools like ChatGPT, you can now do that in natural language. In the past, 
um, you had to do it through code, but the learning curve for, uh, for writing code uh, is quite high. Not everybody can write code. Um, so having a system that allows you to just simply talk to it and ask for what you want um, uh, is ultimately prompt engineering. The, the challenges there is um, getting consistent results, the variables um, of natural language, uh, what, you, what one person says and what another person says with a, different, with a few different words can really change the outcome. Um, uh, so yeah, prompt engineering is a natural language that one uses to speak with the computer. Um, uh, when it comes to advanced techniques and the things that I've discovered, um, what I found was that as a marketer, um, using ChatGPT for some of the most common use cases, uh, write content, write social content, write website content, um, create marketing briefs, uh, uh, sorry, creative briefs or website copy. Uh, what I found was that most people are accepting the first draft when they talk to ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. like you you say hey please write an email and then you get it you you get frustrated you're like wow this sounds like this sounds like ChatGPT wrote it it's so obvious um but like in any situation if you had an assistant if you were working with a um a small marketing team you never accept your team's first draft there's revisions that are required um there's evaluation and improvement um so what I found out was if I can ask ChatGPT to evaluate its own work. Um, oh. to give itself advice on how to improve itself and then give it a loop so it continues to improve itself over and over and over again, your output is significantly better. Um, and, and that was what I put together when I put my prompts together, which allows the average user to get, honestly, just really good results um, from the platform um, instead of accepting draft one. Yeah, that's 100%. It's something also I explored um, myself as well. And um, the reason, you know, the, for me, it was not like by, by chance that I discovered this, but because when, you know, ha coming from a technical background, I like to understand, you know, how things work. So when, I, when I understood, you know, how ChatGPT or other language models, they generate their content. So I figured out that actually they need to iterate on multiple contents themselves. And totally. this is why I started to, you know, ask ChatGPT, um, okay, like, can you do it, but in this tone, can you do it in that tone? And then I bring all them together and say, okay, tell me which one is, is the best. And then, yeah. yeah, like really amazing. So Ali decided, you know, to, to build a business out of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what I decided to do was once I figured out my prompt framework, um, which is a bit of a unique framework, it's written in JSON format. Um, the prompts that I have all start with a, a task, a role, um, success factors, a criteria that that has to utilize, and then steps. Um, so there's rules based on that. But ultimately what ends up happening is a user with any level of experience uh, can pick a prompt. For example, uh, write me a marketing plan. Um, they put in my prompt. GPT asks them a series of five questions. It does the work. It evaluates the work and then gives itself advice. And then it asks the user, do you want me to revise the work based on my feedback? Oh, do you have any questions or so on? So like, um, once I figured that process out in that framework, you know, what I did is I built a community called AI for Work. Um, there's about 2,700 prompts on it. There's about 140 different uh, uh, job titles, all categorized within departments, marketing, legal, medical, um, and so on. Um, I wasn't ready to, to launch it, but I spoke with an individual on TikTok just in the comment section. Um, and he found it and he ended up making a video about it before I was ready to uh, put it public. 
And I woke up one morning and there was 400 people who signed up. Um, wow. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then uh, at this point, it's about 40 days now. There's 12,000 people who have signed up. Um, there's no marketing. Uh, it's just this one TikTok and a lot of word of mouth. Um, so it shows me that the the need and the desire for uh, knowledge workers to really leverage this tool and maximize their results from it and uh, improve the way they work is quite high. I think the interest there um, is there. Yeah, I've been, you know, I'm, you know, I checked your website and because, you know, this is something I wanted to talk about. So people think usually that, okay, you know, we know it's, you know, chat GPT or any other, maybe the other ones also that are catching up now, like Bard and Claude, but you know, in general, so people think that the only way I can use it is to, you know, marketing content. But when I checked your website, you know, I've seen plenty of use cases, right? So sure. can can you, you know, elaborate more about, you know, what else other than just marketing content that, uh, you know, people can leverage this technology for? Yeah, absolutely. I think what we're seeing is this tool, specifically GPT-4, uh, when we compare all the options, uh, is the most powerful one at the moment there. It's the one that provides the best results. Um, what we're seeing is we're seeing an expert co-pilot for any role. Um, uh, and from different use cases, the ones that I found to be very effective are uh, legal, uh, right? Like not only writing contracts, but um, uh, figuring out the steel man argument in a case um, mm-hmm. or, or the straw man argument. Um, the next one is medical. Um, there was just a report that came out um, that ChatGPT first doctors, ChatGPT got it right about 76% of the time. Um, I've, I've used prompts uh, to help diagnose uh, situations for my son, who's one years old, um, after seeing, like before seeing his doctor. And I go to the doctor's office and I know exactly what I'm talking about. I have the exact, the exact outcome that the doctor's coming out with. And uh, he's quite impressed. He's like, how, how, how did you know that? <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Like, um, uh, so I think the use case is, um, is anything that requires expertise or information can now, um, this can be a co-pilot and I help guide you to the right answer. That's fantastic. Definitely not just content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that content. But, uh, and like, if you want to convince me, like imagine now I'm a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Let's say I'm kind of in, you know, anti-technology a little bit. But For sure, yeah. To, yeah, you need, you need to, to, you know, I'm doing this question on purpose, by the way. Yeah. So, and you, you, you want like two, three sentences, like you want to convince me why I should consider leveraging AI into my day-to-day business. So what you can tell me? Yeah. Um, so say you're a business owner who um, is anti-technology. Um, but you think in terms of investments um, in and out, um, inputs and outputs, um, I would say that the that the leveraging AI uh, is the greatest the greatest leverage opportunity in the workplace right now. Um, um, for the simple reason is you can hire a non-experienced individual and empower them to think. And, and to perform like a much higher experienced individual. Um, for example, you can hire a virtual assistant uh, in the Philippines um, and ask them to make decisions based on a framework that you provide. Um, 
and you could ask them to leverage ChatGPT to build SOPs um, uh, to complete tasks, um, quite advanced tasks. Um, so I would just say you get significantly more out of your uh, out of your current team. Um, they can all perform better, um, uh, which allows you to just be more competitive in the marketplace. Um, but then the second thing that I would say is the investments happening outside of this one conversation amongst a, a business owner that's anti-tech and, and reality is um, every company, um, literally every company at this moment is trying to figure out how to use AI. And if you ignore it, um, you're going to be left well behind. Uh, Google announced that they're releasing Duet AI, which is going to be um, an assistant for every employee, ChatGPT, uh, Enterprise. Um, so the, the technology is happening so fast and whether you want to use it or not, um, how essential it becomes to your business, um, uh, I think the market will dictate that. 100%. And I asked you this question as I was telling you, so I will explain why I asked you this way. Yeah. Because, uh, because, you know, some people, they think it's a hype. Some people, they think, yeah, like we still need, you know, let's, you know, usually this is what happens when, you know, a new technology comes up, right? So back sure. in the days, when something new, they would say, okay, let's see a couple of guys, let the early adopters, let's go with it. And then we will think about it. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, Telling people, guys, this is a moment different than any other, you know, technology or new technology moment. Um, and it's like a one that happens every 10 years, maybe. So the previous one, in my opinion, it was the smartphone, you know. Um, For sure. Yeah. So, and, you know, we had like a couple of things before that. And this is where you cannot ignore this technology. And, you know, like I remember people who ignored the mobile game at that time, they lost, yeah. right? But here, you know, they, they have like at least two, three years time frame before they, they, they figure it out. But here, I think you have weeks, weeks not months, exactly. right? So things are, are coming very, very fast. Now, um, I know you talked about GPT-4, but have you tried yourself, Ali, to evaluate the other ones also as well, like Bart or... I know that from API perspective, Bart, it's Google, they didn't open it yet, but I mean, from prompt perspective and, you know, people, sometimes they say that uh, the entropy, the cloud, cloud uh, one is like better sometimes. So what you can tell us about, you know, this um, topic? Yeah. Okay. So I've tested, um, I wouldn't say all of them because I haven't tested the smaller and lesser known ones, but all the popular ones, Bing, Bard, Claude, uh, OpenAI, uh, I've tested them all. Um, and I would say that there's no such thing as a perfect prompt, right? Um, but what is a user's goal uh, and what can be achieved? Um, after testing all of them, um, Bing is by far the worst. Um, and it's the worst because um, it uses GPT-4, but it's very, very, very safe. It's a safe to use tool. Um, and what I mean by that is you could just go back and forth with it and it ends the conversation. It says, I do not have the opportunity to answer this. And it just, it's like, if you're working and you need a real answer, it, it just, it doesn't get you to the final, to the final stage. It's annoying um, <laughs> to work with, uh, unfortunately. Um, uh, BARD is a fantastic tool, um, uh, but it's not as good as GPT-4. Um, so uh, it'll do a lot of different things. So once again, there's no perfect prompt. Um, um, so it depends on what the user's goal is. Um, uh, for Bard, I think many people will get what they need. Um, Claude is a fantastic one. The context windows is uh, 100,000 characters, um, which allows you to put in long PDFs, uh, long podcast transcripts and ask questions with it. I think it's incredibly useful, but others will catch up to that. 
Um, and then when it comes to testing all the different uh, open AI ones, uh, GPT-4 just uh, blows it out of the water. Um, the prompts that I have on, on AI for work only work with GPT-4. Um, yeah, um, uh, so yeah, just the, the reasoning capabilities um, and the fact that uh, with GPT-4, when you put in such a large mega prompt, it doesn't forget it after three conversations, after three back and forths, uh, which is yeah. incredibly impressive. Yeah, unfortunately, where I live, I know like people, they told me you can put a VPN and you can try a cloud, but I don't want to do it this way. I want to put my hands on it and <laughs> access to, I need maybe in the future access to the API. So, but I have a For friend sure. who tried it, who tried it and it said good. Uh, Bing, yeah, I agree with you. It's like very limited. Um, but it's good when it comes sometimes to uh, like more recent information that it's not in the knowledge base of chat GPT, right? Totally, totally. But to your point as well, and I'm waiting for the duet to come out and see what, what enhancement yeah. they have, they have been doing. Google bar, it's fantastic. But for me, sometimes it did the same thing that you talked about Bing. So it, it stops, you know, the conversation and the other day, for example, I was saying. You know, like, uh, I need a summary uh, about this topic. And this is, you know, some information. And it refused because, you know, like, oh, uh, I don't know anything about this topic. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it's not that it needs to go and search. And, you know, like, so I didn't understand exactly my prompt. And, you know, a couple of minutes back, I re repeated the same prompt. I didn't change anything. Maybe a couple of, you know, commas and, you know, dots here and there. Ah, and here you go. But I never <laughs> faced this. I never faced this issue with with ChatGPT, honestly. And uh, the reason I'm asking you this because people in the past few weeks they started to say that the performance of GPT-4, like it's degraded a little bit. I didn't see that, but you know, I, from someone who's been like working extensively and building the prompts. What have you seen? Do we really uh, saw some degradation in the model and really GPT 3.5 became better? What's, what's your opinion on this? Yeah, great question. Um, so I would say there's, uh, there's a trick here. Um, so the trick that I found to be working the best, because like when I thought about creating the platform that I created, which is diverse in the sense of so many different roles, so many different levels of expertise will be using this. I had to figure out how to get the most consistent results um, from GPT uh, for any different skill level. Um, I tested natural language prompts, um, but the problem was that the it never gave me a consistent result. So, like if I if I wrote a paragraph and you tested it, and then I tested it, and then my wife tested it, and her friend says everybody would have something very different come out of it. Um, but what I found is that if you can write your prompts in a structured language like JSON. Um, that have parameters like rules, steps, uh, and provided a great deal of guidance, the results uh, are always very, very consistent, uh, which is odd because this is a natural language platform um, that should understand natural language. But I found that there was drift, um, specifically with GPT-4. Um, and you can even see it when you're, when you're on ChatGPT, they say the model number on the URL. And I found that as I refresh it, the model number keeps changing. It's using an older model or a different type of model. And I think they're likely doing that just from a capacity standpoint. Um, 
to make sure the the platform stays live. Um, but what I what I keep testing the prompts written in JSON format. Um, the results continue to be consistent. There was no drift, um, uh, and it just worked out better. So yeah, I would say drift exists. Um, they they do switch up the models on you, um, but if you really want the best results, I would say um, structure your prompts in JSON format. Yeah, that's that's good point. Just I can add like my own views now. Yeah. Um, of course, 3.5 enhanced a lot. 3.5. I can see, yeah. you know, the, the, the latest one, it's almost as good as GPT-4. Uh, it doesn't have the, um, what I call it, the reasoning part, like the ability yeah. to, to iterate, you know, a couple of prompts. Still, it lacks this, but it's much better than, you know, when they released the, um, at the beginning, you know, a uh, couple of months back. The other yeah. thing, and here where what you do, Ali, and, you know, what I try sometimes to do is, you know, the, the prompt in itself. So for people who doesn't know, when Ali is mentioning, you know, structured format, this is what the language models, they like, actually, because uh, this is how the best the algorithm will, will work. From my experience, because I know how I need to give that, so I didn't face this problem, honestly, much. What helped me is when I checked the API documentation of uh, OpenAI, so they added something called, you know, a role of the AI. What do you want it to be? Do you want it to be a an agent, do you want it to be an assistant, or do you want it to be a user, right? And based on that, when I understood the logic behind, but of course, like not everyone have the accent. I mean, the, not everyone is a is a have is a tech savvy, I would say, and they will understand the APIs. But I tried to take this and convert it to, you know, to the chat GPT, the, the chat box that we see. Yeah. And I found that if I structure it the way you mentioned, Honestly, I, I didn't see any driftage. Like on the opposite, I, I, I'm guys, you know, wait, let's say fact. And Ali, I want you to explain this also as well to the, to the full. Like, and this is because you, you have mastered, I would say now. Um, have you seen it like also beside drifting, but does it get better when it starts to know more about you and what you are trying to achieve? Have you seen this? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Okay. So. If you're in marketing, um, if you were to ask ChatGPT to provide you a script for a Facebook ad uh, for your business, uh, the, res the first response would be very generic. But if you were to say, hey, um, please provide me a script for this Facebook ad, here's my customer persona. Here are the pain points that they're currently dealing with. Uh, here's an, anal an analysis of their customer reviews, what they love, what they don't love. And these are three examples of really good um, uh, ad advertisements that I really like. Um, the, the output on the second one is going to be so much better and so much more personalized, um, than that first one. So yes, more context and more higher quality context will definitely get a better result. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think they added recently, I think it's only for the plus users. So sorry if, if you are watching or listening to this <laughs> and you are not a plus. So they have added something which they call, you know, you can give some information which chat GPT always remember whenever you are, you know, and then. Uh, it's kind of a customization. It's called custom instructions, actually. So I can tell them, like, this is my name. I host the uh, CTO show podcast. Uh, this is my consultancy. And whenever I ask a question, it tries to go and relate to that. So this helps also. Um, now let's jump on something which I, it's my best uh, episode ever. And I was doing solo that time. 
um, AI agents. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. So, yeah. So, because when I, the first time, I think it was like two or three months back, I cannot remember when I saw the first video about auto GPT and then later on, baby AGI, baby AGI, yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden they start to pop everywhere. And I had a guest and we talked about uh, how powerful they are. But from your experience, Ali, and I know that you have explored them, what yeah. you can tell us? What's happening in okay. that space? Um, so my AI for Work business is really just a community. It's, uh, it's building a distribution. We have an email list and so on. It's not the core function of my focus right now. My, my core function, what I'm building is around AI agents for the workplace. Um, so you already know what AI agents are. Uh, I think within two years, uh, every company is going to hire AI employees, digital employees um, that do critical tasks. Um, what I've seen today is um, there, there are many tools that are trying to be as useful as possible, but they just don't meet the mark. They're not useful. Uh, they glitch out. Um, the promise is there, but the reality is that they're just not very useful. They don't get the job done. Um, the best use cases that I've come across are things like research. Um, uh, to help me do research um, uh, or to gather information. Um, but um, I think what's what's starting to trickle out to all these new inventions happening literally in the last seven days, eight days, uh, is giving us this um, uh, uh, opportunity to really build a useful product um, that can autonomously figure out next steps um, so that one can actually build a digital employee. Um, uh, yeah, so... The, that's kind of a summary of where, where I'm at with, with AI agents. But yes, I've tested uh, uh, many of the different platforms, um, and I don't find them to be great today. Um, they lack, I would say, actually, you know, when people, they start to talk about hallucination of uh, chat GPT. So, so it's like hallucination multiplied times five or times six. It's not hallucination, yes. but but they can go off off uh, off topic. I would say I tried them a couple of times. Uh, to be fair, I was impressed because you know at the end of the day, you know the the logic behind them is very strong, both from a technical perspective, and they are actually trying from uh, some of the guys who participate in these open source projects when you know they are yeah. into psychology and they are into like such things. But as you said, Ali, I agree with you. What I figured out that. Even on the search research part, they can drift very quickly. I mean, yeah. Uh, for example, I say, okay, go search a niche in this specific and go and uh, find 10 and then put them at the end in a Word document or like a text document, whatever it is, because they are like all comment uh, line, um, you know, software. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's very promising, by the way. But I yeah. think they, yeah, I, I think, for for this one, we need to wait. But I honestly, I'm not expecting to wait much. I, I'm believing people are saying years. I I believe months. I think we are months away. Months. Yeah, and I, I I want to see you know once Google also releases you know the APIs and when you know like uh, cloud becomes more like globally available. I want to see and then we have Llama from from Facebook also as well. So all these things happening very very fast. So this is leads to my next question, Ali. Like, uh, what are we going to be doing, you know, next? How our work uh, job? How, what will be our job descriptions actually in the workplace? Yeah. Um, 
I think I've thought, I've thought about that an awful lot. And the honest answer is, I don't know. Um, I really don't know because, um, I think many, uh, prominent CEOs will come out and they'll say, Hey, AI is not going to take your job, including the CEO of GitHub. Um, right. He's like, uh, programming is not going to be taken over by, uh, by AI. Um, and he has better visibility than I do, um, uh, in that, um, but based on what I'm seeing and when I think about it from a philosophical standpoint, um, I think what, um, uh, what we're going to see in the next two years is the adoption of AI agents in such a significant way, uh, capturing, uh, market share in it like rapidly. Um, there's a tool called air, uh, air.ai. It does sales calls. Uh, it has an AI agent that, uh, calls, uh, calls your customer, has a conversation with them, books a meeting. Um, that is one of the biggest information and knowledge roles today. Um, but if you can have an AI agent do that reliably, um, I can't imagine why you would pay somebody 60, 70, $80,000 a year to do that job when you could deploy software to do it at $400 a month. Um, the challenge right now with that tool, uh, is that it's not perfect. Um, there's a small gap between the conversation when it starts and ends and the, the pauses are a little work, but we're going to solve that problem pretty quickly. Um, and if you can deploy a thousand, uh, of these calling agents, why would you, why, why would your team grow rapidly anymore? Right? Like you would, you would just do so much, uh, you would be able to achieve so much more with such a smaller team. Um, so I think AI agents is, uh, going to be detrimental to the workplace. And I think these promises that we're seeing where AI will not take your job is because they see that there's no deployable tool today that isn't completely reliable. But like you said, it'll take months for that to be solved. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. what the future looks like there. <laughs> yeah, no one can predict the future hundred percent, but, um, you know, two things quickly from my side on this one. Yeah. I remember. You know, still OpenAI, I think it, they were like maybe two years old. It was 2016 or 2015 where I shared an article. I wrote an article. Yeah. And then I asked this question. In the future, would we would be seeing a machine selling to a machine, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, at that time, I, you know, because I was seeing the trend that automation and, you know, course, we were talking, we were thinking when we thought about automation, we were thinking about robots, right? Not like as a software, but a real robot. Yeah. And you know, it came to my mind. Okay. So if, if, if a robot can talk, or let's say now it's, a, it's an AI powered voice, uh, software, right? So if it can talk, if it can do calls, if it can send emails, right? Fine. Because we are assuming the hypothesis here is like the, on the other side, we have a human. Right. What, if, what if on the other side, it was an AI also as well? And then like, imagine like an AI calling an AI say, Hey, <laughs> I have the solution that you should, <laughs> you should see. So, and the reason I'm mentioning this Ali, because, you know, I believe personally that the type of work we will be doing is different. So. Like if you are today a sales guy, let's say, or a marketing guy, you will be a kind of a chef of orchestra, I would say, right? So, so you are the one just giving the instructions and there's like this, you know, autonomous bots, let's call them, that they are doing the yeah. job for you and it will not replace your job. And I think when they are saying you, it will not replace, 
they are not giving the 100% accurate, in my opinion, phrase. Yeah. You, you will not lose your job, but you will not be doing the same job that you are doing today because your Sorry. job would be to, you know, uh, um, I would say operate AI. And if you don't know how to operate AI, this is what will happen. So this is where you will lose your job. So it's a philosophical, I agree with you, but anyway. Uh, Ali, like, I like to follow people who does entrepreneurial work and, you know, and for you, I think you are building this in public, right? I so mean. tell me, because the movement of building public is, you know, it's been quite some time over there. So tell me what are the advantages and the challenges of building something in public? Yeah, that's uh, such a great question because you're absolutely right. We're seeing this major trend of building in public um, and just transparent um, uh, founders. Um, the biggest challenge is being vulnerable, right? Um, looking stupid amongst uh, more established players in the in the area, um, sharing trade secrets that you discover um, uh, publicly uh, is is definitely a, a major risk. Um, for example. Uh, for for me, just building in public, uh, I'm finding out things and finding out clever ways to acquire customers uh, at a much lower rate. Uh, and my competitors are all following me. Um, they're all seeing what I'm doing. Um, uh, the the major benefit is connecting. Um, when it comes to social media, um, it, it's it's after testing out many different um, ways to post, the things that seem to resonate the most with an audience is, is a story of triumph, <laughs> like being able to accomplish something. And they see themselves in you um, when you're building in public and you're able to connect with so many people on a deeper level um, that when you do meet with people uh, through it, and I've met with so many, so many people at this point uh, of all different, um, uh, different places in their career. Um, but the intent of the conversation is how can I help you, right? Like, um, that's the biggest benefit, um, uh, because you're publicly asking for support, um, and, and people are connecting with that. Yeah. And, uh, like, and did you use some other than social media? Because I've seen people and I tried it myself a couple of months back, just for yeah. the sake of trying. Have you used something like product hunt or these platforms? Yeah, I've definitely used product hunt, uh, but, um, my audience is really small, uh, which is a big reason why I decided to do the whole uh, build in public and start to look for new connections. My my audience has been really small. Um, uh, building this platform that I'm building now, building it in public has allowed me to amplify that um, uh, quite rapidly. Um, but yeah, I've used Product Pound before. Uh, I didn't get good traction on it because I just wasn't able to drive an audience externally, um, but I didn't have. Yeah. And what are your plans, Ali? Like what's next? Yeah. So right now I'm working on an MVP for an AI agent. Um, everything that you said was a hundred percent accurate, but there's, I think one part that you may have missed, right? Cause you, you stated that I think the future of work is somebody sitting in an operational role, working with autonomous agents. Um, and I think to a degree that is going to be a stage, but there will be a time, uh, where these will develop to a point where it'll be hands-off, um, where an agent will buy and sell to another agent. Um, well, and the reason I say that is because based on the work that I'm doing uh, and what I'm seeing is um, the framework of an agent makes a lot of sense, right? Um, you decide the task, you decide the steps to achieve it, 
you uh, figure out the right tools to connect with, and you continuously do it. The problem that we're missing right now, and I think this is the secret sauce amongst the many, many AI agent companies that are going to come out, is going to be the decision-making framework, right? Um, when you hire an employee, you're hiring them based on their ability to make good judgment. Um, and making good judgment can be mathematical. It could be a rubric for decision-making. Um, and one thing with AI agents is you could have a hundred AI agents as a knowledge base to make the decision together uh, and have multiple iterations before the final decision made. Um, but I would bet that within a two-year period of time, we will be able to um, have AI agents that can make better decisions than uh, the operator. Uh, and that over a period of time, we'll be able to trust those decisions much better. Um, so what yeah. will we be doing, Ali? Tell me. <laughs> I have no idea, but I think the, the most common um, uh, thing that others say is likely uh, some sort of UBI, uh, universal basic income, uh, where people don't have the no amount of hours that they work, um, that the amount of work is reduced. Um, but I think like, I, I think it's hard to tell um, because the real question is, um, when will we first get the taste of this, right? Like if autonomous driving comes out um, in the next 24 months um, and uh, there's a significant change in truck drivers, that, that could be the first major hit, <laughs> right? Like that's, we haven't seen such large displacement yet, um, but we're gonna start to see that rapidly over the next two to 10 years. Um, I don't know what the future is going to look like in that scenario, and I don't even know how we're going to react to the first iteration of it. Um, it was leaked that uh, Shopify is going to be um, laying off about 1,600 uh, employees and customer success. Um, so the question is like, wh why? What made them have this decision? Uh, well, they just released an AI chatbot. This AI chatbot helps the user uh, figure out the best ways to use the platform. Uh, really just taking over the customer success role. There's more engagement, the users use it every day um, versus a, a success manager that they'll call once in a blue moon. Um, I think this is one of the first times we're seeing a, a new AI tool um, being released to the public and then seeing layoffs being so correlated to it. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. tough situation. It, it, it is. I'm, I'm on the optimistic side of this, Ali, I can say, because I believe, you know, the society will evolve to yeah. to a place where, you know, like it's acceptable that, okay, because see, like you have, because you mentioned, you have to come up with the outcomes. So a human have to come up with the outcomes. You have to put the plan. Now, regardless who does this, it's another story. I'm seeing it as another liberation, by the way, for humanity. Because if you remember yeah. 150 years back, like people were forced to go and work for someone else uh, in their farms and they were getting peanuts, right? And then, like, you know, industrial revolution, all this. But again, we, we did the same thing. But now we are on a place where everyone has this technology. It's very uh, democratized, I would say. It's in the hand of everyone. So it's up to the people. Like, if you work to achieve, you know, financial freedom, let's say, you, you need to learn about this technology or, like, you would say, yeah, like... Uh, I'm I'm expecting the changes to be faster than other people are expecting. So people are talking about usually like all my guests and, you know, all the uh, experts in the field, they are saying the optimistic ones, I mean, in the sense of when this will happen, they are saying two years, 
the more like they are saying that it's going to take time, regulations will come up and blah, blah, blah. They are saying five years. I'm seeing it like shorter than this um, because, you know, the amount of, of innovation that is coming out of that and the amount of things yesterday, and of course, when this will be released, it will be like a couple of weeks <laughs> after, but just yesterday, you know, although I have technology background, I never wrote code. I mean, you know, back in the college, I wrote code, but I mean, yeah, I, I came up with a fully fledged idea of an app and I was able to give that to, to something that used GPT and with the interface, with the uh, sign-in mechanism, with the payment gateway, and wow. was, it's, it's an alpha version, of course. I'm thinking should sure. I release it or not. But yeah, but you know, if, if you think about how things go fast, like nine months only ago, it was just a chatbot, right? And yeah. here we go after nine months now, or maybe less. Um, yeah, we, 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 we have a huge, completely different landscape for this. So we have to wait and see. So, uh, Andy, you know, as we, I come to the end, um, where people can find more about you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they can find me on LinkedIn, uh, just Ali Abassi, or they could go on the website, AIforwork.co. I think they'll find, um, uh, they'll see how I structure prompts. They'll, they can learn from it. Um, um. But I'm sorry, there's just one thing I have to tell you based on what you just sure. mentioned. Um, okay, so you mentioned, uh, I'm assuming you use the platform Cursor um, to complete which the application? Did you use which Cursor? Uh, no, no. No, okay. So no, no, I, I, I tried a couple of them. So I think one was called, actually, all of them, they are good. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, honestly speaking, the, so the ones I, I, I tried and just I tried, I was trying them. By the time when this comes up, it will be two weeks back. So I'm not sure there will be more tools by the time. So there is one called Type Block, um, yeah. Type Block, uh, and there is another one called uh, Framer. Can do this also, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the design tool. And there is something called Pico. So Pico is what okay. I used. Pico. Nice. Uh, so uh, and. Still, there are like two, three tools I want to evaluate. It was late at night, you know, and I stopped after some time because, you know, I figured out that I've been sitting for two hours evaluating these tools. And, you know, uh, you are a marketer yourself and I learned this. Like, it's very easy to be hooked up because when you give free, like they give you 100 credits or, for example, like 10 fries, you know, yeah. so you say, okay, and no credit card required. So, of course, yeah, why not? Let's try it. So, yeah. You wanted to say something, Ali? Um, I think... With the advancement of these tools and their advancing so fast, as you mentioned, um, I think the real threat here is going to be large corporations um, that have that think that they have software modes today. Um, and the reason I say that is um, right now, yes, you could build um, uh, an alpha version of an application. But I think two years from now, if you said, hey, build me a CRM that's just like HubSpot, you can build a CRM just like HubSpot. Um, so the, 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 the cost of implementing expensive software starts to go down significantly uh, for every user uh, because now you can just build your own version of it. Build me my own version of Salesforce. Um, build me my own version of uh, work error, right? Like, uh, and I think that's, that's the real distraction that we're going to start to see in the, in the high tech uh, sector. I don't like, I'm very transparent guy, Ali. This is now, you know, one of my pillars that sometimes when I talk to someone, I say, hey, um, don't get me wrong, but what if you can build your own CRM inventory management system and you can customize it the way you want? Why? Because simply yep. you can do that with AI. 
And you know, it's it's kind of a productized service that I'm 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 trying to build myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, it, it resonated with a lot of people, so I hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna make sure that the link is there. And uh, is there anything else, Ali, you wish I had asked you? Um, great question. Um. Or anything you so, want to add? <laughs> yeah. No, your question, your line of questioning was fantastic. Um, you asked everything from AI agents to the future of work to uh, to prompt drifting. I, I, I think that was very conclusive. Thank you so much um, uh, for for allowing me to be here and to speak to you. Yeah. So I, I keep I keep this window. I ask this question not to put someone in a hard situation. Mm-hmm. I ask this question just in case I missed something. You know, during my preparation, because you know, I I put in my mind this is the sequence I will follow for the questions, and maybe yeah. at some stage, you know, I will forget. So, yeah, thank you very much, Ali, and thank you for staying late this time. It's uh, really late for you, and uh, just for the audience, guys, I am liking the reviews that you are writing. Keep them coming, and tell me what you want to hear about more. Like you recently, you said you want to hear more about AI because I was thinking that I covered a lot of AI. So keep your feedbacks coming. What are the topics you want me to cover? I'll try to find like esteemed guests. Like I uh, I came across with Ali. I was following him and then, you know, we get in touch and here you go. He was a guest today. And if you want to be a guest as well, don't hesitate to reach out to me. We'll make the arrangement. No problem at all. And as I say always, Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you again in the next episode. Bye-bye. Hit that subscribe button. Share the show with your tech-savvy friends and fellow entrepreneurs. And leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Your support means the world to us.